What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master. Plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Well, hello. <laughs> I forgot about the video. I'm, I'm excited. I'm anticipating, ready to get up here. First of all, let me start by welcoming our online audience. Hello out there. Uh, welcome to Next Level Freedom Church. I'm Pastor Brett, the associate pastor here at Next Level Freedom Church. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us tonight. We'd love to have you here in person here at 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And as of August 14th, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. So, all right. Is everybody having a great week? Is everybody having a great week? Oh, hey, that's a little bit better. All right, so the last couple of weeks we have been in a series, and tonight we're going to continue that, and I've talked to Trenton, I may have a part four, I'm not sure yet, I'm not sure exactly where God's going to take us next week, so there may be a part four to this, Uh, I'm still pursuing, Ah, see how I worked that in there? So the first week we talked about growth, the second week, last week we talked about pursuing after God, after that growth comes, and tonight we're going to be talking about adapting. So I'm going to get my water open because you guys know I'll need it. I'll do it. Appreciate that, Nate, but I got it, bud. <laughs> so as we now go forward, as we pursue, we realize something. This world has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. This world is not the way it was two years ago. Things changed. You know, we have those markers in history. You know, 9-11, everything changed. Nothing was the same after that. You know, after 9-11, we started seeing more uh, GPS and cell phones really increased and got more smart, right? And all the things, we saw a lot of changes begin to take place, and that was a marker. And since COVID now, COVID was a marker. The world has changed, and we begin to see policies put into place in the government that are not so good and we're seeing all kinds of strange things happen and take place that aren't really to our benefit so things aren't as they used to be you know what i dealt with growing up is very different than what kids are dealing with growing up today you know i'm going to talk about some of those things tonight but things are just different times have changed you know when we had a bad day you know what i heard whenever i was a kid deal with it that's, that's what we got told, you know, deal with it. Oh, you're having a bad day? Tough. You know, it's like, dad was like, you know what? I, I worked all day and had to do this. And mom was like, I worked all day. And, oh, you, you're had, you had a bad day. We'll deal with it. So that's what I heard. You know, anybody ever hear, rub some dirt on it. If you fall down and you get hurt, rub some dirt on it. That'll make it all better, right? Those are things that I heard. <clears throat> How about this one? Walk it off. Walk it off was if you hurt your foot. Or if you were emotionally scarred, walk it off. It doesn't matter. A good walk will make, it'll take care of everything, right? And let's see. I have another one here. Uh, how about this one? And we can we'll say man or woman, right? Man up a little bit. Woman up a little bit. 
You can deal with it. You can handle it. So, you know, those are some of the things I heard growing up. And I know that some of you that are older than me, you may have heard similar things or, you know, the equivalent to those things. But now, all of those, you know what those things are now? That's child neglect. <laughs> you, you didn't baby your child? You, you, you didn't blow it and give him kisses and do, do all of these things to it? Hang on. So, anyway, all of those things are now considered child neglect. And they really are. And I know it's funny, but y'all are laughing, but it's the truth. It, there is some truth to that statement. But here, another thing that we've had to do is create safe places. Now, I want everybody to understand, I'm not making fun. I'm, I'm telling you the honest to God's truth. These things are happening, right? We have safe places for kids and adults to go someplace where they can talk and cry if they need to and different things like that. Times have changed. That's what I'm getting at. You know, times have really changed. When when somebody became president and they didn't like it, they had safe places where people could go because they, they had their feelings hurt. It wasn't like that growing up for me. It wasn't like that growing up, I'm sure, for some of you guys that are older than me. So the point to all that is, is things are not the same. As much as we want to keep going and doing things the same way that we always have, guess what? We can't. We have to adapt. And we're going to talk tonight about the difference between adapting to the way the world is and conforming to the way the world is. I seen something this morning. It was really ironic that I'd seen. I seen. It was God. It wasn't ironic. It was God. But something came across Facebook this morning about 430. <clears throat> there is in Florida. Now, they called them clergy. They said six clergy. But they were talking about different organizations and churches that are suing Florida because of their abortion laws in Florida because they were unconstitutional because they couldn't kill babies. So now one of them was a Buddhist organization. One was a, excuse me, an Episcopal church. One of them was a Church of Christ. And I can't remember the other couple. There was a couple more. But that made me stop and think. I'm like, man, this goes perfectly with what I'm talking about tonight. Because how far do you have to go? How much do you have to conform for murder to be okayed by a church? How far do you have to conform? How far do you have to go before it becomes okay? You see, somewhere down that line, it took one compromise, two compromise, three compromise. Let's just change the whole way that we do things. That's taking place today. You see, things have changed. They're not the same anymore. We must adapt and take a new tactic. You see, God never changes. I want to make sure everybody understands this. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? We all agree on that. That is scripture. There's, we're, we're not trying to change that. He is just. He is faithful. He is loving. And we must be the same way. If we don't understand the way the world is, we, we've got to understand the way the world is. We've got to look at the world, and we've got to see it, but we need to try to see it through the eyes of Christ. And that's where a big problem comes in because sometimes it's hard to see the world through the eyes of Christ because we see all these terrible things taking place. We see all these ungodly things taking place. And how many people have ever stood there and wondered, well, what can I do? How can I change it? And that's a really good question. How can you change it? Well, the best way to change it is to get with other like-minded people that want to stand up for the word of God. And to come and to preach the gospel and to fellowship with one another and to encourage one another, to be there for one another. God never changes, 
but his ways are always effective. But his ways do change, and his ways are always effective. So we have got to do what God sends us to do. You see, if we're walking where God tells us to walk and we're doing the things that God tells us to do, then guess what's going to happen? We're going to be effective. And that's what we have to remember. See, we have to adapt to the way that the world has changed. We don't change the gospel. We preach the same gospel that we've always preached. But there has to be new ways that we can do those things to reach those people. And you know what? We're going to talk about a lot of this tonight, but I don't know how to reach all of those people. But see, here's the cool thing is that each and every single person in here has a different background that can reach somebody that I can't necessarily reach. So we're going to talk. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We're going to talk about that tonight. Hebrews uh, 13, verse 8. I just read this while ago. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the same forever. Jesus doesn't change. His message doesn't change. But how he uses us to reach people can change. You understand that? How he uses us to reach people can change. This is where we come in and must be able to adapt to the times and the situations. See, the problem is, is most Christians aren't willing to adapt to the times and the situations. It's so, you know, it's really easy to just go along with what's going on. It's really easy to just sit back and say, somebody else will do it. Have we seen that? Oh, yeah, we're seeing it. We're going to talk about it tonight. I hope you guys are ready because we're going to get into some stuff. And it's, gonna, it's not going to be hard for me to preach, but it's the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. And I'm, it, it will probably hurt somebody. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Hang on, my tablet's messing up. Back up. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Allergies are still acting up with me, guys. I'm sorry. Do not be conformed to this world. We must be able to discern what the will of God is. And it's, it's real easy in some ways. You've got a Bible in front of you. At least most of us have Bibles in here. If you can read, you can discern what God wants. If you can pray, you can discern what God wants because he can speak directly to you. He can speak directly to you. We must be able to discern what the will of God is, when to speak, what to say, and what to do, and what not to do. Have you ever stuck your foot in your mouth? For some reason, Pastor Brett makes a habit of doing that. Sometimes I speak before I think, don't I, dear? See, I told you guys I'm honest, okay? Sometimes I speak before I think. Sometimes I say things that I should not say. But here's what we have to do, guys. We have to be willing to let God speak through us to those people. And there's some people that there may be a situation where Trenton has went through something, and I know he's went through it, and somebody comes to me, and they're talking to me about it, and I can help them through it. But the better thing to do is say, well, come over here. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. He's, he's went through something similar. And I'm not pawning him off on somebody else or this person. It's getting them to where the answer is because that's what they're looking for. And it, it's, it's not about... Well, I want to help them. That's pride. 
I want to help them, yeah. But you get to help them by getting it to somebody that's better equipped to help them. Be willing to listen to what God is telling you. We cannot adapt to the world, but we adapt to being able to understand the way that the world is. This is where... This is where a good portion of the church has made a lot of mistakes. The church and many of its leaders have conformed to this world. Whether they did this with intentions to reach a loss or to be seeker sensitive. Well, I just want them in my church. I do too. But I want to get them in the church so they can hear the truth. And I don't want to, t- me and Trent were talking about this today. You, what you do, you have to do in love and in truth. You can throw the truth at somebody all day long and they think you're judging them. But if you come at them with love and you show them the real love of Christ before you start smacking them in the head with facts, you got a better chance of reaching them. It's, it's all in how you do what you do because it's all in how you let the Spirit of God move through you. That's what this whole adapt thing really is. It's letting God bring you to the place you need to be at that particular time in order to be used in that particular way. But a lot of the church doesn't want that. It's easy to conform. It's easy to go along with what the world does. God, we've got to be separate from the world. We cannot be the same. If they come in here and they see the world in here, then why even come in here? They can get the same thing out there. We've got to be different. I'm going to say some stuff. Y'all ready? We now have gay pastors in the pulpit of so-called churches. Not attacking anyone, okay? But truth is truth, and we speak in love, amen? We we now have gay pastors in the pulpit of so-called churches. Churches, and this happened in California, true story, are having drag queen shows in their church. Is that adapting, or is that conforming? They have conformed to the world system. It's a system, guys, that is set up to tear down the body of Christ. When we understand that, then we can then we can fight back. And I don't mean fight back by because you know our weapons are not con- we don't we don't use those kinds of weapons. Our weapons are spiritual. Our weapons are the Word of God. Our weapons are prayer. Our weapons are love. Right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. But the problem is, is that we're not doing those things. We're just conforming to the way that the world wants us to be. Now, I'm not saying we are, but there's the truth out there that many, many, many churches are conforming. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. It'll take you about three seconds and you'll find your answers. Instead of preaching the gospel and adapting to the times, they have chosen the way of the enemy and they don't even see it. They have chosen the way of the enemy and they're blinded by what they are doing. And you know who suffers for it? The drag drag queens are suffering too, yes. But, because they don't know Jesus, Nate. But the church is suffering because we are being led down a place that's destroying the body of Christ. And the problem is, is they're 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 standing, they have uh, people in the pulpits that are not teaching them the truth. They're being lied to on a daily basis. And we're all told in the scripture that these things were going to happen. We've talked about, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the last days before we talked about the growth and what comes from that. 
They're being lied to on a daily basis, and it's desensitizing the church. The church is conforming, and the church is getting weaker. And you mark my words, you're going to see a lot of churches that are going to fall by the wayside probably very soon because there's going to be a lot of pastors that are caught for the things that they've been doing. It's out there. The pedophilia is happening out there. You don't believe me? Just go look. You're going to find it. It's online. They cover these stories up, guys, but it's happening. Lots of churches it's happening in. Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elements elemental spirits of the world and not according to christ we need to be on the lookout for this in our churches we need to be on the lookout for this see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit you see all it is is they're preaching a new philosophy to you they're preaching love did you know that they are they're preaching love and all these Christians out there, I'm, I'm just being honest, guys, because I don't think I'm wrong. Because I've, I've, I'll say it a thousand times if I have to. They're preaching love, but it's not true love. You go read the scriptures, and the love that we read about in the scriptures is not the same thing that we're hearing in a lot of our churches. And it's not the same thing that we're hearing come across the news. That's not the same kind of love. So either they're right and we're wrong or we're right and they're wrong. And I know what they think about us and I know what we think about them. But see, here's the, what's going to happen is, is one day the truth will come out. And it's being revealed daily. Things are coming out all the time. And those people that have been deceived, you mark, I'm telling you, these churches, you're going to see this stuff happen in these churches, and they're going to flock to churches like this, these this, you know, smaller churches, because they're going to come looking for answers. What have I, I've been lied to all these years. I can't believe this happened to me. I thought I was such a good Christian. I thought I was right where God wanted me. And I found out my pastor has been doing these things, and our worship leader have been, they've been out here doing all of these terrible things, and I thought this was a great place. I'm not bagging on churches, guys. I'm bagging on those that have conformed. I'm not even bagging on them. I'm just saying we've got to be, we got to adapt and not conform to the ways of this world. We're seeing it so much. We've got to be on the lookout for all these philosophies. All the devil needs is a foothold. And you know how many times a Christian cracks the door? On a daily basis, about a million times. We've got to stop leaving the door cracked for the devil to walk in. Because if we take our eyes off of Jesus, if we take our focus off of him, that's a crack. That's all the devil needs. And that's where all these churches have conformed and all these churches have done these things. And that's why we have gay pastors. That's why we have transgender pastors and worship leaders and all of these things. Is because one little crack in the front door let them in. And then before you know it, it's normal. And we're wrong. And we're strange. And we... I can't believe you wouldn't allow these things. I seen something on uh, YouTube this week. I don't even know who this guy was. But he said Christianity is a joke. So he clearly wasn't a Christian. And he said Islam is probably the best way to find God. And he said, well, well, why do you believe that? He says, here's why I believe that. Christian churches have gay pastors. Christians don't even know that the Bible says not to do that. And the video was over. And that made me think about something. Somebody that is unchurched, that knows absolutely nothing about God, has got it figured out. 
What does that say about us Christians? We're clearly not working hard enough. Somebody that's unchurched knows more about God than most believers. Don't be led captive by lies. Lies can look good, but they always, always deceive. Guys, I love church. I swore I'd never go. <laughs> now look at me, right? I did. I remember saying, I don't want to go. My brother tried to get me in church one time. I remember standing outside. You ought to go to church with me. And if y'all knew the story about me and my brother, that's an odd topic. But um, I said, I'll never, I'll never go back to church. I don't want to go there. It's boring. Well, I told God, you know. Anyway, lies can look good, but they always deceive us. They always lead us down the wrong path. And it's happened so much in the body of Christ, guys. And it's sad. I'm not hating on anything tonight. I hope you all understand where I'm coming from is love and care because I don't want to see the body of Christ go down that way. Do you guys, do we got any Trekkies in here? Trekkies? All right. Anna's with me. Star Trek for y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all remember Anna the Borg? Okay. Anybody else know who the Borg are? I'm going to educate you tonight. Okay, we got a few people know the Borg. Okay, so... These were the real bad guys, right? They were hard to defeat. They were part human, part cyborg, I guess you would call it, or whatever. They were organic and non-organic metals and things like that. They were, they were basically striving for perfection. That was a thing. So it's because they were hard to defeat because they could adapt to anything. They could adapt. So in Star Wars, they'd shoot their phasers at them, right? And two or three shots, they'd go, they've adapted. And you couldn't kill them no more. So now they're like, well, now what do we do? You can't kill them. So when they're shooting at their ship, they're shooting their photon torpedoes at them, right? One or two shots, they've adapted. And now you can't shoot nothing at them. You can't kill them anymore, right? So it's because they could adapt to anything, any problems and any weapons. It didn't matter. You know, they tried to hit them with everything that they had. And their attacks would not work. We have got to be the same way about adapting to the tactics of the enemy. Yes, Satan's going to get us once in a while. Because Christians, we let our guard down. And I hate to say that, but sometimes a thought's going to come through and you're going to entertain that thought. And then you're going to act on that thought. It happens. But see, what we have to do, guys, is we have to adapt the same way that the Borg adapted. So that when the enemy's throwing his darts at us, boom, boom, <sighs> they've adapted. <laughs> That's what it needs to be like. Always adapt to any situation. Let's look and see what the Bible says in 2 Timothy. We're going to read one, uh, chapter 4, 1 through 5. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Some translations say doctrine. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Hmm, where are we at, guys? And will turn away from listening, excuse me, to the truth and wander off into myths. Hmm? Verse 5, as for you, always... Be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. 
nowhere in there does it say, let your pastors do all the work for you. Let your worship leaders do all the work for you. It doesn't say that. Let me read that last part again. It says, fulfill whose ministry? Your ministry. I'll use mine, and you all can use yours, right? Let's go back to verse 2, and let's break this down. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort complete with complete patience and teaching. This is for all of us. Preach the word. Not just preachers. All of us. Because you're all ministers. Amen? You're all ministers. Next. The word is where the power to change lives is. I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but it's the power of God that changes people's lives. We are simply the vessels that God uses in order to accomplish that. And I am so glad that he chooses to use us. As hard as it is sometimes, as scary as it is sometimes, and I fail sometimes. Anybody else ever fail? That doesn't make you a failure. That makes you human. We've talked about that the last couple of weeks, about what that means. The Holy Spirit, the best feeling in the world, and the worst feeling in the world. Because you, it, you feel good, it, it feels good because the Holy, you know the Holy Spirit's there, but it feels bad because the conviction is no fun. Conviction is no fun. Be ready in season and out of season. Discover new ways to reach people. It's a must. We've got to discover new ways to reach people. That's where the adapting comes in. There's people that I can't reach because I've never experienced it before, but there's, that's why God sends the people that need to be sent. But you have to be willing to be sent in order for God to send you. God is not just going to, he ain't going to make you go. He wants you to be a willing vessel. Amen? Ready in season and out of season by growing and pursuing God. He will prepare you to do these things. Nobody in here has any life experience, do they? Nope, no life experience whatsoever. I mean, we, we haven't had our own sets of tragedies. We haven't had our own problems. We haven't done things that we're not supposed to. You know, we, nobody, everybody's perfect in here, amen? <laughs> we're all perfect. No, Nate, we are not perfect. Buddy, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Let's look at verse 3. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itchy ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. This is now the church. People are being deceived by Satan because they let him in the pulpit. They let him in the pulpit. And you know what? It's so Satan, he is the great deceiver. And that's why God gave us we he wants us to discern these things. We're supposed to be able to discern the spirits, but we've got our head hey, I don't want to say that. Hang on. <laughs> y'all y'all probably know where I was going. We've got our heads so far in the sand, let's say that. <laughs> that we can't see what the devil is trying to do. He is destroying lives one little bit at a time one lie at a time and if he can get into a pulpit he can do it by the thousands and he does it i ain't gonna name churches i ain't gonna do none of that stuff that's god god can judge those people god can deal with those people but i'm telling you right now it's out there and he's destroying lives and we've got to be careful me and trenton talked about this today we got to be careful as our church grows 
as more people come, as we get new facility and more people come in, there's going to be people come in with doctrines and things that they're going to want to bring from where they come that may or may not be good. And we've got to be on the guard, not just as pastors, but also you guys. You can't just let anybody in your pulpit. You can't do it. And that that falls to, to Trenton and me to not just let anybody in the in the pulpit. It's got to be God saying, yeah, let him speak. And we got to know that because that's, that's going to fall on us. We let somebody in the pulpit that ain't supposed to be here, that falls to us. We got to be careful with those things. Hmm. False doctrines are everywhere. People having itching ears. They want preachers to tell them that their sin is okay. That is exactly what is happening. That's why you have homosexuals sitting in churches that are saying amen to certain things. That if they only were being preached the truth, they'd be at the altar repenting, hopefully. A gay person should not be in the pulpit. They should be at the altar repenting. And I'm not bashing. I'm not. I'm just telling you the truth. The scripture tells us that there's no place in heaven. No place in heaven for that. And there's definitely no place in the pulpit. People are being fed lies. There's Bibles being made that take out those verses. There's Bibles being made specifically for homosexuals. Be careful with your translations. I'm not getting off on translations today. Be very careful with your translations. A lot of the new ones. Okay. Pastors supporting abortion. Pastors supporting gay marriage. Pastors supporting sex changes for children. Little four-year-old kids supporting that. Transgenderism. Saying that this is the way that God made them and your pastor's agreeing with you. It's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. They have conformed to the way that the world has done these things. They've passed laws and they've made us all think that it's okay. And if we don't agree with it, then you know what we are? We're homophobes, we're racist, we're bigots, and we should all just die. I was listening to a video today and they were, uh, <laughs> they were asking, Hey, today is President Trump's birthday. Do you have a message for him? You know what they told him? They said, yeah, tell him to go and die. You see, they've been desensitized. They've believed lies. And whether you like somebody or not, that's where our culture is at. That's, that's, that's my point. That's where our culture is at, that they can say things like that and believe it in their hearts because they've been lied to by so many people. Guys, we have got to adapt when we face things like that. We've got to be ready with a response in love. And I don't think that we are the way that we need to be. And I think that that's going back to when we talked about growth and pursuing God. God is preparing us as you grow and as you pursue him. He's been preparing us for the last two years for some things. And there's people that ain't ready and there's people that are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. I tell my kids this all the time. You know why? Because they're lied to. 
they're lied to by the system. They're too fat. They're too skinny. They're not pretty. You've got acne. You eat too much. You do this. You do that. You're all of these things. And I tell them, no, you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. And God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. You are special, not just to me, but to him first. And that he loves her, my daughters, more than I ever could. We have got to be ready to show the world the same thing, guys. Love on them. Don't lie to them. We are not here to suit their passions, but to show the world that there is a better way. We're not here to feed into their desires. We're here to tell them the truth. And we've got to do that in love. And we have got to adapt to whatever that situation needs, not conform to it. We have got to adapt to reach the alcoholic, to reach the drug addict, to reach the homosexual, the transgender, the pedophile, the homeless, the gambling addict, the porn addict, and every type of sin that we all commit. We have got to be able to adapt to those things, to reach them. Now, how are we going to do it? You ain't going to do it strolling Facebook. You ain't going to do it watching the newest thing on Netflix or Prime or whatever it is that you guys have at your home. You're not going to find it there. You're not going to find it in the bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find it in needles. You're not going to find it in things that you smoke. You're not going to find it in any of that stuff. There's only one place you're going to find it, and that's in God. The best place to start is right here in the Word of God and speaking to God and talking to him and say, God, talk to me. Show me some things. I'm getting close, guys. I'm almost done. We have got to adapt to reach them. This work, it's not going to be easy, guys. You know what we're going to do? We're going to suffer loss and we're going to suffer pain because we're going to pray and we're going to work so hard to bring somebody to the Lord and we're going to watch them go out and make the same stupid mistake. And sometimes we may even watch them pass away. We're going to suffer pain. We're going to suffer loss. But God has not called us to get every single person. We're called to try, but he's the one that saves them. He's the one that saves them. We are here to be his vessels. We don't make up their mind. They make up their mind. Do I want Jesus or do I want death? Because there's really only two options, life and death. Jesus is life, the way of the world. Guess where it's going to go, guys? Sin, when it's done with you, guess what it's going to do? You're going to die. It's going to kill you. Sin's one purpose is to destroy you. Be ready to fulfill your ministry. Man, I have stood in, I was going to say this pulpit, but I have stood up here and I have preached time and time again talking about people that need to step into their gift. It is time. It is time. It is time. I need an amen. Amen. So when are you going to do it? Step into your gift. Take the first step. Now is the time. Preachers, teachers, youth leaders, musicians, prayer warriors, intercessors, and so on. You're all important. The only way you're going to adapt to the situation is to be in your word, to be in prayer. That's it. That's the key. This isn't a hard thing. The hardest thing is making yourself actually do it. I know how hard it is, trust me. Got home the other day. I took, I took my daughter to guitar lessons. I came straight home. I went out, and I mowed the yard, and I come in, and I got a shower, and I sit down, and I thought, man, I need to read the Bible. <sighs> now I got to get back up. Look, I'm just being honest. I love the Word of God, and I love reading it, but I'm just like anybody else. I get tired. I get tired. 
I try to tell myself, but he died for you. Can't you give him five? And I try, and sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes it's I get the best reading done on my phone, laying in bed before I go to sleep. Right at the end of the day. And I feel bad. I'm like, Lord, I should have gave you right at the beginning. But get in with God. Get in there. He is the one that's going to lead you to adapt. He's the one that's going to help you. And you know what? I, I'm not going to embarrass anybody in here, but y'all know who you are. Y'all know what you guys have dealt with and what you've came out of. Those are the people that God, you, you, whatever you've dealt with, God's going to send you those kinds of people. And he's, he's going to use you. you bet, and I'm telling you, it's time to adapt. It's time to be ready. It's time to step out. It's time to throw the old things completely out of your life. Throw them away. Be done with it. Zach and Samantha threw away their cigarettes. Amen. I'm proud of them, guys. It's been a month, right? It's been a month. Guys, these things, it's called growth. It's called pursuing God. It's something to be proud of. It is. Amen. Guys, it's, it, it's called getting closer. It's called adapting. Waking up and adapting and realizing that there's more to this life than our wants and our needs because there's people out there that need Jesus. All right. Last line. Step out of the shadows and step into your place. Remember the darkness? It's one step. Step out of the shadows. Step into the light. And I know you guys have. I know you have. But what I'm trying to get across is that you've grown. (laughs) Whether you realize it or not. And some of you are like, you better believe I've grown. Because where I was six months ago, wow. You've grown. You've pursued. And now you're like, now what? Well, I'm telling you now what? It's time to adapt. Because there's somebody coming your way. There's somebody coming your way. You're going to help. I promise. You're going to help. You too, Anna. Anna. All special circumstances in here. There's lots of special circumstances in here. And I'm telling you right now, you guys, you've got work. It's exciting work. Because it's for God. Because you're going to find your joy in somebody else's life. What, the, what they accomplish and what they do, you're going to find joy in that. Let's show the world. And I, got, I work it in every sermon. Let's show this world what their next level could be. Amen. You've stepped into your next level. There's another level and another level and another level. But right now... You guys have grown, you've pursued, you've adapted, and you've stepped into your next level. Now it's time to walk in it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Level up. Level up. <laughs> I'll let Afton preach next week. <laughs> All right, guys. So at this time, I'm going to let our online audience go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Next Level Freedom Church. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I just want to leave you with this real quick. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, now is the time to do that. It's simple. It's not about what I say. It's about between you and God.
to simply repent of your sins, acknowledge him as your savior. And it, it can be as simple as this. Just say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I failed you. Lord, I recognize that you died on the cross for me. I know that you rose for me three days later. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you guys.